All right, welcome to the next episode. Today we have a great guest, Mr. Nick Prefontaine. Welcome to the show, sir. Rudy, I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. You know what, Nick? I've been looking for this for the last 12 months. I know we've been going back and forth, wanting to find a time together, but uh, we've both been so busy. But nonetheless, now is the perfect time, and I'm grateful you're here with, with us and our audience today. I want to share a couple of few things about Nick. So as you're listening to this, you lean in and be like, yes, I need to listen to this episode. One, Nick is a three times bestselling author, and he was named top motivational speaker by Yahoo Finance in 2022. He's a speaker, founder, and CEO of a company called Common Goal, which you'll hear about today. He also uses the step system to lead clients through any sort of trauma, including leading events, which he has a lot of experience in, and making the other side. Nick, you've also been featured in uh, Brains Media, Sway, and Authority Magazine. And quite honestly, man, you have a really interesting story of adversity that you overcame at a young age of 14, which I look forward to hearing from you. And you're part of a family business that, that has been doing events in the real estate education space for a long time, very successful. You've helped a lot of students and investors build real estate business, and you've used events as a core part of that business model. So you have a lot of background, a lot of context to share with our audience today, and really look forward to having you on. So welcome, sir. So as I said, so excited to be here. Yeah, Nick, tell us a little bit about your background. I know you mentioned that at 14, you had a pretty life-threatening accident. And I'd just love to hear a little bit about that and how that's led you to where you're at today in your life. So it all goes back to that fateful day back when I was 14 at Ski Club with my friends. And we got to the mountain and because we were ready, we got ready on the bus headed straight for the top. And then going up the chairlift, Rudy, we uh, noticed that it was very icy because it had been raining. So people were wiping out everywhere. However, that didn't stop us. The chairlift actually went right over that terrain park. And I saw it. As soon as I saw it, it was the biggest jump in the terrain park. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely hitting that. So I got to the top took a breath of that crisp winter air, buckled into my snowboard and charged towards that jump with all my speed. Then going up to the jump, I caught the edge of my snowboard on the snow going up the jump and that kind of threw me off balance. I was told that I landed on my head. I wasn't wearing a helmet. Something I later learned was that my goggles that I had on were the only protection that my head had. I was told that with each impact, so not only the initial impact, but also as I kept hitting my head and rolling down the mountain, my goggles kept moving to cushion each blow. Uh, also, they wanted to bring a helicopter to the mountain to rush me to the hospital. However, they couldn't because it was too windy. So they had to send in an ambulance. And out of all the paramedics in the area, there was only one who could intubate right in the spot. And I needed that to be able to breathe. He was one of the paramedics that showed up to the mountain that day. And then upon arriving to the hospital, I was immediately placed in the ICU, the intensive care unit. And my parents were in the room with me. I was obviously out for the count, uh, resting in a coma in my hospital room, the doctors would come into my room to share progress updates on how I was doing. And as you can imagine, the updates were more negative and more negative, at least in the early going, than anything else. They had to give them the worst case scenario. So the doctors walked into my room where I was in the coma, 
and they started to share the prognosis with my parents. My parents said, no, not in front of him. And I was so fortunate that they did this. That was the third thing. It was my goggles, the paramedic, the right paramedic being there. And then my parents had the foresight to stop the doctors when they started to share the news of them. They said, not in front of him, because they understood that even though I was in a coma, Rudy, I was still taking information. So they made them step outside. And once outside, that's where they shared it with them that, look, he's in a coma. Even if he comes out of his coma, he's probably not going to be able to walk, talk, or eat on his own again. They thanked the doctors for the information. And then what this did was allow me to treat it like any other situation. I didn't know any of this, yes, subconsciously or unconsciously or consciously. I didn't know any of this. So what this enabled me to do is a month later, so I was in a coma for, it was a partially induced coma for three weeks. I really don't remember a month. So a month later, as soon as I was able to get my faculties about me and really realize what was going on, it enabled me to get up do the best I could and kept getting better every day. And I unknowingly utilize a system to accomplish this. And that's the STEP system. STEP is an acronym that stands for support. And you got to make sure you have your support lined up right at the start. This is going to have you falling back on relationships that you built prior to your setback. And then T is trust. You have to trust that, and I'm just going over really a 10,000 foot view. If anyone's interested at the end, I can give them a way that they can download the STEP ebook for free. But then T of the STEP acronym is trust. Trust that once you've taken your first step, your next step is always going to be available to you. And then E in the STEP system is energy. Maintaining your energy allows your body's natural ability to be able to heal itself. And then finally, P is persistence. Once you've taken your first step, keep getting up every day and taking your next step, no matter how small. By continuing to move forward every day, you are building an unstoppable momentum. Then we all have doubts. So I always like to share this story. During the hospital, it was long days for me. I would have double sessions of physical, occupational, and speech therapy. So at one of my lunches, I remember I was in a wheelchair with my mom, who was with me. She was part of my support system every day. And I was looking around at, at the situation. I just couldn't figure it out. And I turned to her and I said, Mom, am I ever going to be able to walk again? She didn't even hesitate. She said, of course you are. That's what we're doing here. So you can get everything back and we can go home. And this allowed me, Rudy, to keep moving forward. And the reason I bring this up, we all have doubts. People hear my story and they're like, oh, easy for you. You got in an accident and you ended up running out of the hospital. Not easy for me. Of course, I'm human, just like anyone else. I have doubt. I had doubts then. Look, I'm human now. I'm not a robot. I continue to have doubts. So if you fast forward a little bit, fast forward less than 60 days later, I did run out of the hospital. Then after doing that, it wasn't like my work was done. I had to continue to go to outpatient therapy for another six months, along with being tutored all summer long, five days a week in order 
to continue on to high school with the rest of my classmates. And Rudy, looking back on it, it's a little surreal that only 18 months later, I got my start in real estate. So you can probably relate to this. When you're younger, time is compressed. So if you look at six months, 12 months, 18 months, even two years, that seems like a lifetime. However, in reality, it's not that long. So it's crazy to me to look back now to say only 18 months later after finishing rehab from my snowboarding accident, I got my start in real estate door knocking on pre-foreclosure doors. So homeowners that have received the notice of default letter from the bank. I did that all throughout high school. And then after high school, I got my real estate license, started selling real estate as a realtor, helping buyers and sellers. Then after six years full-time, my dad came to me with the idea, he was an investor at the time, came to me with the idea of, hey, can you help me market all these properties that I'm getting under contract? And I was reluctant at first, but I, he asked a few times and I finally said yes. And then that turned into helping all the buyers that were responding to that marketing. And then over the course of a year, my income shifted to 90% with him and I was making only 10% as a realtor. So it really didn't make sense for me to keep my real estate license anymore. Then that led me to what I'm doing today, which is working with people that are going through a life challenge or a trauma, helping them get through to the other side and to be able to thrive with the rest of their lives. So I've always had this voice in the back of my head that's been telling me whatever I'm doing, no matter how successful I'm being, you really have to be speaking, telling your story from stage and helping others that are going through a traumatic event, get through to the other side and thrive with the rest of their lives. And I've always naturally gravitated towards that. I've always naturally done it. Over the past few years, my work with my mentor, Trisha, has really helped me to start and launch my company, Common Goal, where that's exactly what we're doing. So with that, I will take my step down off my soapbox. And if you, if you have any questions, feel free, fire away. Thank you, Nick, for sharing that, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing your experience uh, with your snowboard accident at 14 and not knowing in the hospital if you were going to live or not. And thankfully, you had that support around you to take care of you and make sure that you didn't think you didn't, you knew that you were going to live. At least you believed you were. And then three weeks after being in a coma, finally coming out of that, and then eventually 18 months later, hitting the ground running literally with knocking on doors and getting into your real estate career, which I know that you've had a very successful career in real estate and now helping others with the same process that you realize that you've gone through yourself, the step method. So support, trust, energy, and persistence. That's what I wrote down as the step method. Nick, how do you feel that our audience who are event leaders, uh, and I know you and your family have done several events, how do you feel that they can, that this system applies to them as an event leader? Some of the common challenges that event leaders have, hey, getting butts in seats, getting people to show up, getting people to engage, getting people to buy their next program or enroll in the next thing. Like, How do you feel the step system can address some of those challenges that event leaders face? Sure. We still feel that we feel this way to this day. And that's that whenever you're starting a new venture, whether it's a new event that you're building towards, or you're launching a new business, like I've done myself, or 
you're going through any kind of life challenge, you want to make sure you get your support lined up right from the start. That can be connecting with mentors. In, in my case, I've done that in several instances, connected with a mentor who's been there before, who's done who's done what I want to achieve. And then once you get that mentor, that coach following them to the letter of the law, what they're saying you should do, just lockstep everything they're saying, you want to be following that. And then once you get that support lined up, now it's not only the, the mentor or the coach, but it's also all the other staff because you can't run an event on your own. You're going to need to get all of your other support staff on board and lined up right from the start. So that's the most important thing. And since we've developed the step system, this is something that I've unknowingly used to really conquer anything and accomplish anything in my life. I've just, I've unconsciously done it. And it really wasn't until a mentor pointed it out to me. She said, all right, so you ran out of the hospital after your snowboarding accident and being in a coma. How, like how? And I said, I don't know. I just got up and did it. And she goes, yeah, that's not good enough. How? And she kept asking me, I think she went seven or nine layers deep. Finally, to the point where I was like, ah, I don't know. This is frustrating. However, once she was able to pull it out of me, and that's what we teach now, the step system, I really am able to apply it to anything in my life. And with event leaders, it's no different. So once you get your support lined up right from the start, you're more apt to trust that your next step is always going to be available to you. And this comes up with anything. So a lot of people have trouble getting started and they don't know where to start. However, it's always available if you're looking for it. If you, As long as you get your support lined up, your next step is always going, going to be available to you and you have to trust that. And then finally, P is persistence. Once you've taken your first step, keep getting up every day and taking your next step. This is no different than any success in any persistence training that you've seen is you have to keep going. And it's the same in any business, any venture you're starting, you have to keep going because the difference, what separates success and failure is the people that stop and just get to a point where they're not seeing any result, not seeing any progress. So they just stop. As long as you keep going, as long as you keep your P, your persistence up, there's no stopping you. The, there's no such thing as failure. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate the reiteration, the review, the, the step process. If I can share a couple of quick ways that I see the step process applies to an event leader. As you mentioned, support, all right? Uh, I'm actually hosting an event myself here in Los Capos, Mexico in February of 2024. It's going to be focused around AI and applying it to business as well as sales skills and improving skills when it comes to enrollment. And immediately when I said I was going to do this event, I realized, and I, by the way, I didn't, I've done an event. I did an event last year and I supported, I've done an event basically once per year for the last five years. And I've also supported dozens of other small business owners in their events and their enrollment processes. So I realized they had the same advice I'd give someone else. I need to take my own advice, which is to get support. <laughs> so I immediately jumped on a call with my coach. Uh, I had a two hour coaching session and I just talked through it with him. Like, Hey, this is, this is the event that I'm doing. What do you think? And he has four decades of experience. So he was very quickly able to help me think through 
the potential landmines and roadblocks. And he also gave me like a little blessing. He's like, yeah, I think you got something good on your hands. I think that's going to work. Timeline's going to work. All of those thoughts. And I was like, great. Just because I had that conversation with my mentor, that I had that support, even though I'm not changing anything I'm doing, like he just reviewed my plan essentially and gave me his blessing. That gave me a tremendous amount of confidence and certainty to move forward and run. And within a few days, I've already halfway sold out the event because I took the time, one, the plan, but also to get the support around it. And is in a way, it's most emotional support. It wasn't even exactly like what that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. It was support. I know I got this guy here and he said, I'm going to do okay. He's done hundreds of events, he's four decades of experience. He says it's going to do finally. All right, I'm going to run. Good. Yeah, exactly. As far as trust goes, where I see that showing up for me in this specific event experience is I think it takes a level of trust to do an event, period. Right. Cause you're, you're putting, you're creating something in the future that is no matter what kind of event you do, there are costs associated with it. There are hard costs, renting a place. I'm running a retreat center here in Cabo, securing vendors, planning time for me and my team, the hours that takes and not knowing really when I put it on the calendar, if for sure it's going to work or people are going to come, right. Or if I'm going to make money whatsoever. So just like trusting that vision for the event and, and, and just knowing that whether or not it's actually going to work, but believing that it's going to work, trusting myself, yeah. and but also building that trust with myself by, I took the time to do some interviews. I interviewed past attendees who are going to invite back. I interviewed prospective attendees, really getting a good sense for where they're at, what their challenges are, what they want to get in their businesses as well. And I built that trust by checking in with people and checking in with myself like that. But I got to a point where I had enough trust and certainty or along with support where I felt confident this was going to work. And as far as energy goes, absolutely. The events themselves require a tremendous amount of energy. In fact, I interviewed a guest here last year. He was the number one episode on our podcast. His name was Dr. Barry. He's known as Dr. B. He's an energy expert. He's a source energy expert. He went to China and studied with the family that's been working with the Empress longest time around energy source and this is a fascinating guy. And we talked about energy and maintaining energy at an event. And for those of you who are listening to this episode, I recommend going to that episode to listen. to It was really unique and great. But this idea of it's important. You got to keep the energy up, especially when it comes to doing an event, especially before, during, and even after the event. I would actually say this is probably maybe the most important thing when it comes to an event. Once you have the event in motion, it's like, what do I need to do to keep the energy up? Because I believe an event essentially is a transference of energy. It's my energy and my vision being transferred to other human beings, raising their energy and their awareness and consciousness and skill set. So maintaining energy, I, I can see that at play with this upcoming event and persistence. Absolutely. I'm two months and a couple of weeks away from the event now, but I know that, hey, every single day I need to do something to promote the event, to plan the event, to prepare for the event, because if I don't, it's going to creep up on me. It's going to be a couple of weeks prior and I'm going to be freaking out. But no, I know that as long as I persistently take action towards it on a daily weekly basis, it's nothing to worry about, right? Because it's all going to come together. So that's how I can see the step method in my own life and also with an event that I also have coming up. Any comments on that? Absolutely. No, I, I just love it. And the reason when you were telling me how I, okay, so you asked me, how I see this applying, the three things that I see, the step system applying for event leaders. The reason I left out energy is because when you're doing like an event, uh, I guess if you think of it, 
an event has its own energy and you have to make sure you're taking care of your energy or else you're not going to be able to have that transference of energy to the attendees and to the people participating in the event. So I still, to this day, go in and get Twina massage, which is by a Taoist energy healer, Tai Chi and Qigong master that I've been seeing for over 10 years. I go and get Twina massage and cupping from him once a month to keep my energy high. And then another one is a myofascial release massage that I get once a month to keep my energy high. I do those things, those two things once a month, Rudy, so that I'm able to keep my energy high and so that I'm able to impact and lead people to the highest degree possible. And if you, and I practice what I preach, because if you don't have your energy, how can you expect to influence and impact and lead other people? I think you said it yourself. You you have to make sure you're keeping your energy high and taking care of your energy. 100%, man. 100%, which reminds me, I'm going to be scheduling some of those things you just mentioned, massages and spas before the event and absolutely after the event as well to make sure that I'm in the best physical shape as well as energy to bring to people. So that's a good, this is a good conversation. Good reminder. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. You have a great resource for our audience. You mentioned at the beginning, would you like to share that with our audience right now? How can they learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So if anything about my story, I know we didn't go in depth, but if anything about uh, my real estate story and how we're buying and selling homes creatively on terms, as we like to call them and creating up to three paydays per deal instead of just one payday rings true to you. And you're curious about that. You can check out our website, smartrealestatecoach.com. If you scroll down, you can get registered for a free master's class that's going to teach you all about how we buy and sell on terms and also our trademark three payday system. Then if you're interested at all in the step system and learning more about that, because what Rudy and I covered today was just a 10,000 foot view, really didn't even touch on it, really just a high level overview. If you're interested in more, you can go to my website and download the step system, the whole step system for free today. So that's nickprefontaine.com forward slash step. And that's going to teach you all about support, trust, energy, and persistence. And when you download, that's going to help you take your first step today. Awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we'll be sure to include that in the show notes for this as well. So you can scroll down and click on the link once you're listening to this or depending on where you watch this. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. Do you have any final comments for our audience before we wrap up? Sure. Rudy, thank you. Thank you for giving me the chance here. I would say to anyone, regardless of what you're starting, if you're starting a new new venture, a new business, you're going through a life challenge, or you're starting out the planning of an event. Once you take your first step, your next step is always going to be available to you. Trust it. All right. Trust it. Just take that next step and trust it. I like that. I like that metaphor. Thank you, Nick, for being with us, brother. Uh, With that being said, we'll go ahead and call it a wrap.